Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here is your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. There is no magical age when the death of our child doesn't affect us in a very deep and profound way. Whether the child died in the womb or was in their 60s, the wrongness of their death causes trauma and we are never the same. Hi, I am Laura Deal, and that was a quote from one of my books, When Tragedy Strikes, Rebuilding Your Life with Hope and Healing After the Death of Your Child. My administrator of the Private GPS Hope Facebook page recently turned that quote into a graphic and posted it. And one of the comments underneath was from a dad who responded by saying, So very true. A person told me, well, you had him longer than we had our daughter. He ended by saying, I was shocked. Unfortunately, I was very saddened to read that, but I wasn't shocked. This is something that is more common among us as bereavers, parents who've been bereaved of our child, than we might think. I've asked my friend Sarah Nelson to join me here a little bit for part of this episode, and here is our conversation on this topic. Well, hello again, my friend. I didn't plan on having you again this soon, but here we are. It's good to be here. Yeah, and we are recording this early morning. Sarah is, she's an early riser. (laughs) She has been for many years. So it's 6.30 in Arizona where you are. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, so we got you bright and early. And it's 9.30. I'm in Virginia recording this. And I've got birds chirping out my window. So people might be hearing the birds going at it (laughs) while we're talking here. So on this episode, we are talking about comparing our losses with each other as bereavers. And Sarah, this is something I am guessing that you must have struggled with for at least a while. And maybe here and there you still do, I'm guessing, because you lost your only child and Mm -hmm. don't have grandchildren, which Mm -hmm. means unfortunately, that's not going to be part of your future. And it makes me think of things that are said, or maybe even just thought in our minds as bereavers, like, well, at least you have a grandchild from your child. I don't have that. Mm -hmm. Or at least you have other children, maybe thinking along the lines of you'll still have someone to take care of you when you get older, you know, those kinds of things, or, you know, other children that you're going to at least still have milestones with that I'm not going to get any of those milestones. Mm -hmm. So Sarah, how much did you think? these kinds of thoughts when Jeanette passed. Actually, yes. first, why don't you share with us, because some people may not know you, and if I've had Sarah on here before, but why don't you share real quick about Jeanette and then share with us, you know, how, how you kind of navigated through that, what some of those thoughts were. My daughter is Jeanette, and she passed away at the age of 36, sudden, unexpected, massive heart attack. Mm-hmm. And anyway, she was our only child. And uh, we had a really good relationship. We were like best friends. And so her loss was not only shocking, but it it left such a a void. Of course, any child who dies does. But 
but we were so close that it was just a, a huge void. A right. Huge and your closeness, empty. I mean, part of your closeness, I'm, I'm just going to interject this because I know your husband was military. So you yes. moved around a lot together. And so as far as Jeanette having friends, I mean, you were the constant friend in her life, even exactly. growing up. Yes. And the mm-hmm. fact that you were both teachers. And at one point you even taught in the same school where your rooms yes. like side by side or something. I mean, yes. you, you two she was were really close. Fourth grade and I was teaching third grade and uh, well, the other way around, uh, she was third and I was fourth side by side classrooms. It was wonderful. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, when you say you were close, I mean, we're all close to our children. We are, yeah. you know, I, I admit you, you had a bomb with Jeanette, you know, I mean, I've taken Kim on mission field with me and, but we have certain bonds with certain kids, you know, they're all our favorites for certain reasons, but Jeanette being your only one Mm -hmm, and, you know, just the lives that you live together, you were very close. Mm -hmm. How did you navigate? What were some of these thoughts that you really struggled with? How did you navigate through that? Well, um, you know, there's, there's some things that people can say to us that stings when they say it, even Mm -hmm. though if we say it, it's okay. (laughs) Yes, Yes. Like, like they're in a better place, for example, mm-hmm. yes. and at least they're not in pain anymore. Those kinds mm-hmm. of statements. Right. If somebody else says that it diminishes how we feel. Yes. Um, but we can think that for ourselves. I rejoice that Jeanette is in heaven and mm-hmm. free of pain and heartache and all of those things. So, so some things can be said that's true, but it comes different, it comes across differently when someone else says it. Mm -hmm. And that's true with, at least she didn't have children, you know, Mm -hmm. because I'm thinking we don't have grandchildren. And, you know, and like you said, there's, there's nobody that's going to be there for us in our old age, we're thinking. Um, Now, I am glad that Jeanette didn't have children, because Mm. then they would be mourning the loss of their mother. Mm. And I wouldn't want the her yeah. children to go through that so in that sense i'm glad she didn't have children now that's but interesting somebody that's else a huge says change that of pers- me, yes then it comes across differently um you know and and i can agree with that but it diminishes yes. my feelings about it <laughs> yeah that's that's a really good point and i that change of perspective is really something <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. it is, it's a, it's a change of perspective. Did that take a while for you to, to get to that point? Or was that something, a thought the Lord just brought to you early on? Um, I, I really can't say, I think okay. it was just a gradual mm-hmm. process, um, processing the grief. And, and I couldn't really say on a timeline when I came mm-hmm. to that, but definitely it was the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because even if we, even if we have that thought, we have to receive it and take it in mm-hmm, right. as, as a truth in a way and a perspective, how we want to see something differently. One thing that you shared with me, and I remember where we were, we were vacationing with our husbands <laughs> in Branson, <laughs> Sarah and I connected online And we just instantly, you know, there are some people you just have an instant connection with. And so uh, we decided let's meet. We were in Wisconsin. She's in Arizona. So uh, we booked a condo in Branson and took the chance on vacationing together. (laughs) And it worked out great. Yes, it did. We were sitting out on our balcony. And I remember at one point I asked you if it bothered you for me to talk about my other kids. 
And you said no. And you said even that you wanted to hear about them. I'm just curious because what you just said about your perspective of you're kind of, you're, you're glad she didn't have grandchildren because then you would have to watch your grandchildren going through mm-hmm. the grief right. of losing their mother and, mm-hmm. and living the rest of their, you know, all those milestones that we miss, right. Those grandkids would miss with their mom. So I'm, I'm curious when you told me that, were you already to the point where you really felt that? Yes. I want to hear about other people's kids. I, you know, and I think if I remember right, you told me that that was a struggle at first for you, mm-hmm. but you've gotten to the point where it's like, no, I, I can't, I can't live that way. Kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Angry right. and bitter about that. Yeah. And it still comes up, you know, our emotions fluctuate. Um, you know, something that we thought we were over can suddenly flare mm-hmm. up again. And, and right. so that's one of those things that comes and goes, but I'm determined not to let it become an issue for me, not to let it become resentful of of people who have other children. Um, I just bring that to the Lord. Uh, I feel like uh, lately I'm kind of feeling that way again. Mm, (laughs) And I thought I had already dealt with it. And it kind of coming, it's kind of coming up again. So um, it's one of those things that we just process it again Mm -hmm. as it comes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that whole, I mean, we don't want it to become a road of bitterness in us. Right. And um, so because, it yeah. needs to be dealt with, but I think it's kind of, uh, I don't know, from my point of view, uh, I think it's kind of normal for us to have mm-hmm. to go through oh, yeah. um, some of the things again, <laughs> just mm-hmm. as life happens. Yeah. There's some pain again. So we just bring it back to the Lord. Yeah, Just keep bringing it back to him and let him maybe maybe it's a need for a little bit deeper healing this time. Mm-hmm. Very <laughs> true. Very true. I, I remember on that time sitting out on the balcony in Branson that I think I was telling you and I'm sure it was with tears. One of my kids was really going through a struggle right. and I knew it was based on the loss of their sister. And that was another area where you had told me that you were able to think differently as far as Jeanette being your only child. I remember, and I was kind of, it was the first time that anyone had really expressed this to me with that kind of a change of perspective, but you were like, actually, I'm kind of glad I don't have other children because (laughs) I don't have to watch them go through losing their sister and the pain and the hurt and some of the siblings, they take a dive down, they go into mm-hmm. things you yes. never thought you would have seen them do. And yeah. the pain on top of that for some of us parents yes. watching our children, you know, that is another area where you changed your perspective. It's like, I yes. don't have to watch that. Right. And, and that was, that's one of those things that um, could have been, at least I don't have other children yes. kind of thing, which that has to be any of those things has to be a recognition that that we come to ourselves somebody else can't tell us that right yes <laughs> yes isn't that true it's so true yeah. mm-hmm. and and when i heard yes i remember that now uh when i hear heard your stories of things that you have been through and or other people too have been through similar types of things where you have to watch your other children struggle with their grief and the effects of their grief um, as a mother, that just makes our heart mm-hmm. ache. 
Yes. And <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't have to face that. Right. So I can say, you know, it's really sad that I don't have more children, mm-hmm. but I'm glad that I don't have to right. have my heart pulled apart that way. Yeah. And is it interesting? Cause I, I always, I call it layers. I don't know whether the term to use, but it's like, when we lose our child, everybody has different layers that we have to work Mm -hmm. through. And so like the layers you had to work through and are, you know, we'll work through the rest of our lives is Mm -hmm. I lost my only child. So I don't have this and I don't have that. And I'm not going to have this. And yet they're, they're the exact opposite layers of what I'm working through (laughs) in those areas, you know, And, and it is, it's the whole perspective is something really it's huge. It's huge. Mm -hmm. It's so important. Now, some of the things that we might hear from among other perivers, because this is really what I'm talking about, is something like, well, at least your child was older because Becca was Mm -hmm. 29. You said Jeanette was older. Have you had anyone say anything like that to you or indicate that from other parents? Yes, I was in a situation one time and mothers who have lost infants, for example. Okay. And they looked at me like, well, at at least you had all those years with her Mm. that we didn't get. Yeah. And of course I, I'm sympathetic. I care very much about, about them and their loss of not walking through the life with their child, um, through the milestones, they're going to kindergarten and, you know, Mm -hmm. just all of the things that they missed out on in their child's life because they died so early. And, uh, of course my heart aches for them, but at the same time, because Jeanette was an adult and because we were very close, I had all of those years of developing a relationship with her and all of those things uh, that for me, the loss of her after building that relationship was tremendously difficult. So Mm -hmm. no matter where we are in life, when we lose our child, no matter what age mm-hmm. they were, whether it, they were a stillborn or an right. infant or whether they were an adult, there, it, each one of those losses has its own kind of pain. Yes. And you can't compare them. Right. <laughs> you exactly. Can't, you can't say, well, this was worse than this. Mm-hmm. They're both its own kind of pain. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I know another one that I've heard is, well, at least you got to say goodbye. That's one that I hear, you know, I didn't even get to say goodbye. It happened so fast or whatever. And for me, I really didn't get to say goodbye. I didn't Mm -hmm. know I was saying a final goodbye. And I was very blindsided by that. You know, we meet with people along the way and and we uh, go to support meetings and minister there. And so Sunday we were somewhere and it was interesting. We were out to dinner with one of the moms and she said she has faced a sudden death and she has faced Uh, the long drawn out, you know, cancer type watching them slowly die. And she said, now I found this very interesting. I would rather lose them suddenly than watch them suffer waiting Mm -hmm. for them to die from their illness. And I thought I'd never heard a mom say that before. I Mm -hmm. found that very interesting because that is one of those, at least you got to say goodbye. But she's saying that was so painful. I would rather Mm -hmm. have a policeman at my door, you know, and it's like Mm -hmm. you said, we cannot compare these things because they each have 
their own kind of pain. And when right. we, we can allow that root of bitterness because we want to play that victim card. Mm-hmm. My pain is worse than your pain. Right. And uh, there's no <laughs> way to measure that. There's absolutely yeah. no way to measure that. And right. we all know the suffocating darkness that just, you can't even put words to. And that's something we all yes. feel and go through. And, uh, and it's a matter of fact in that, um, I'm going to kind of share somebody else's story, but mm-hmm. um, in the grief group I was in, uh, there was a woman who did go through that long process of her mm. daughter um, having cancer and going slowly. But she said, even, even though they knew the time mm-hmm. was like any time now, it was still a shock. Yeah. It I mean, was you, still I, a shock. You hold out to hope. I, yeah. I, how can you not hold out to hope that some miracle is going to happen? Something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I, even though you know it in your head, your heart won't believe it until it mm-hmm. actually happens. Exactly. Yeah. And so there's, this is one reason why we can't compare. Right. Because mm-hmm one person's experience and another person's experience it's it's so personal yeah exactly exactly (laughs) yeah you know it's interesting i have found that most bereavers hurt for the other parent Mm -hmm. when they hear how that other parent's child died and i it's you know even now i i know how you lost jeanette but just hearing you say it again it's just like oh <laughs> my heart just hurts <laughs> and so often our response to each other when we hear another one's story is wow i can't imagine losing my child mm-hmm. that way right. um you know i can't imagine having police show up my door getting a phone call mm-hmm. telling me something happened and finding out the details i can't imagine having something fall on your child and and Mm -hmm. you can't stop it. Or, you know, I just, all these different stories that I hear, it's like, I can't imagine losing my child that way. I I think that's a, that's the kind of compassion instead of comparing with, it's interesting because I have been known to really get out there. And, you know, if you're, if you're not a preview, if you've never lost a child and they come and they want to know what can I do for my friend or my family member who's lost a child. And it's like, don't start anything with the words, at least, (laughs) at least, you know, where they are, at least they're in a better Mm -hmm. place. At least they're not suffering anymore. At least you Mm -hmm. have other children. It's like, if you're going to start anything with the words, at least don't bother saying it. And yet in our world of perievers, we can still tend to do that to each other. Mm -hmm. Like we've already been saying, each loss has its own layers of grief to work through there. There is no comparison. And yet I think the comparison that we need to do is that opposite direction. You know, Mm -hmm. I can't imagine losing my child that way. I, I can't imagine you know, the, the, the different things you have to work through, through mm-hmm. your grief, knowing yeah. what I've had to work through with my grief. Yeah. And, and that, that is important because when I hear other people's stories that are just truly heartbreaking yeah. Yeah. and I feel like my loss is nothing compared mm-hmm. to theirs. Yeah. And of yeah. course I know what my loss is, uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> but uh-huh. I feel like when I hear some of these stories, it's like you say, I can't imagine. Right. Yeah. And that and I, kind of, yes, we need that kind of compassion for yeah. other perievers. Mm-hmm. And I, like you said, there are deaths that are a lot more traumatic 
than others. And Mm -hmm. there may be more layers like the PTSD, but the loss itself, we lost our child. That Mm -hmm. loss is the same for all of us. My child isn't here anymore. And I was robbed of my future with him or her. And Mm -hmm. we don't know how long that future would have been. We don't know when it's our time to go, but it's, it's the basis of the loss is still the same. My child Mm -hmm. isn't here. Right. So, well, Sarah, I am going to let you go and finish this out unless you have any last thoughts, anything that we didn't. Okay. So um, (laughs) thank you for coming on with me again. I always seem to grab you on short notice and you're always willing to share your heart with me on some of these difficult topics. And um, thank you. And thank you that I can count on you to, to chat with me on, like I said, some of these more difficult things. So um, now Sarah, your book is behind you. I know people can't see it, but I can see it. (laughs) Footsteps of hope. So um, uh, you want to just share about your book and how people can get a hold of you? Um, my book is called Footsteps of Hope. It's a devotional um, to guide you through your journey of grief. And um, it's available on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. And then uh, how can people get a hold of you? If oh, they... um, if you want to put in your notes, my email address. I will do that. Well, thank you, Sarah. You're welcome. Thank you again, Sarah. That was exactly uh, the conversation I wanted to have about this. I want to come back to the quote I shared at the beginning. There is no magical age when the death of our child doesn't affect us in a very deep and profound way. Whether the child died in the womb or was in their 60s, the wrongness of their death causes trauma and we are never the same. Now, there was another comment under this post and one of the moms said, it's so absolutely true. My cousin lost her second son when he was 21. I lost my oldest son at 41. A client lost her son at 17. There's no better or worse time to lose your child. I personally have an aunt who is in her 80s, and she lost her, I believe he was 65. I believe my cousin was 65 when he passed, and it's not been easy for her. This same aunt has sat in my living room and cried because of a pregnancy loss she had over 40 years ago. One of the devil's tricks, and remember the devil is your enemy, is to make us think that we have it worse than someone else. If he can get us to play the victim card and to live from that place, he knows that he can keep us in bitterness and darkness and pain, unable to have hope, unable to function, When our child dies, we are in a very vulnerable place, and the enemy knows exactly how to keep us in this dark, hopeless place so that you are not a threat to him. 2 Corinthians 10.12 tells us that when we compare ourselves with each other, we are without understanding. We're not wise. Some versions say uh, that we show how foolish we are. The Phillips version uh, says, All they are doing, of course, is to measure themselves by their own standards or by comparisons within their own circle, and that does not make for accurate estimation, you may be sure. The Living Bible says it this way, their trouble is that they are only comparing themselves with each other and measuring themselves against their own little ideas. What stupidity. And lastly, the message says it this way. In all this comparing and grading and competing, they quite miss the point. 
Exactly. Like Sarah and I have shared just a few minutes ago, we have all lost a child through death. No matter how young or how old, the cause of their death or any other circumstances that we have that are different from each other, we all lost a child from this earth. We have all had a part of our very being amputated from us, and we have to figure out how to live with that piece of us missing. Let me just say that I don't understand when we're already feeling so much pain, why would we want to make ourselves feel even worse by telling ourselves that others who lost their child have it better than you do? As Dave and I were talking about this the other day, the whole thing of comparing our losses with each other, he made an interesting observation. When a periver says, at least, and Sarah and I already talked about several of those, it is said from a victim mentality, making a judgment that my loss is worse than yours because at least you, and we know what Jesus has to say about judging others, right? That's his job, not ours, and I'm very thankful for that. So when a, a perever says it, it's from that victim mentality. My loss is worse than your loss. When a non-perever uses those words and starts something out with, well, at least, it's with a heart to help us feel better. I know it doesn't do that. <laughs> like Sarah said, you know, someone else telling us that, it feels like it negates, it's not validating our pain and our loss. But the motive behind it is to try to help us, to try to comfort us, to make us feel better. When we do that with each other, we're doing the opposite. We're trying to make myself feel worse about my loss was worse than your loss. So we need to realize that it's not helpful when someone who's never lost a child starts the sentence out with, well, at least, and it is not helpful for us to say it to each other also. We get enough of it from the outside. So let's make sure that among ourselves, we are supportive and not using it on each other. I don't do this very often, but I would like to ask you to do me a favor. Ratings and reviews are so important in anything, and that includes podcasts. If you're like me, anytime I'm considering something like listening to a podcast I haven't heard before, I look at the reviews to help me to decide. If you listen to this on an app like iTunes, uh, wherever it is, would you please just take a few seconds and give it a rating, one through five stars, hopefully a five, and write just a one or two sentence review on why you listen to the Grieving Parent Sharing Hope podcast. Just go to the main page of this podcast where the description is and then find the ratings and reviews, and there should be a place where it says give your own review, something along that line. Just click on it, give your star rating, and just write one or two sentences. Very simple. I would really appreciate that, and it will help boost it toward the top of the suggested podcast for anyone looking for help with child loss. This is just a really simple, easy way that you can be a grieving parent sharing hope yourself. We want it to continue, not just to be me and Dave, but we want you to be a grieving parent sharing hope with other parents. So even if it's word of mouth, let other parents know about us so that they can get the help and the hope and the encouragement that you're getting. About the Wisdom app, I will be on later this week, Thursday night, April 21st at 8.30 Eastern Time. 
Now, I am still trying to decide if it's worth doing this. The purpose of being on the Wisdom app is to give you a chance to talk with me and ask questions and have discussions. But at this point, not very many of you are taking me up on it. And really, honestly, it isn't worth my time if I pretty much just get on every week and repeat the podcast waiting for someone to talk to me. So I've had like one or two each time get on, but I would love to have more than that. The Wisdom app is available for both Androids now and iPhones, so please be sure to download the app so you can join me this Thursday night. Let's go ahead and go to our birthday segment this week. Christopher Schofer was born on April 21st and is forever 25. Adam Sharp was born on April 21st and is forever 19. We celebrate with these two families the day that these two came into the world. We know it will always be a special and important day for all of us when our children are born. If you would like to have your son or daughter's birthday announced the week of their birthday, all you have to do is go to gpshope.org slash birthdays. Just fill out the information, submit it, and we will be sure to announce them the week of his or her birthday. We are all shattered. We're all broken. We are all missing our children with a pain that cannot be put into words. We are all perivers, parents who have had our children torn from us through death, parents bereaved of our kids. Let's make sure that we are there for each other and not trying to make those around us feel bad because the death of someone else's child wasn't as wrong as the death of our child in some way. We're all in this together. So please remember to hold on. Pain eases. There is hope.